Wow. Wow. What a session. Holy yeah. shit. I, Ouch. My heart is pounding right now, just like it was pounding at the end when I played for the first time. That, that and was the insane. GM was reading those questions to me. That was insane. I have, a, I have a question. Yeah, that was amazing. Yes. Did um, we want to stay live right now or? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, a little bit of a debrief. Yeah, I'm if, open to it. Yeah. That's fine with me. Yeah. I, so I had a question. So I just thinking out loud from a replayability standpoint. I understand that all of the rooms obviously can change. That's something that is completely impromptu, which for those that are watching or that will be watching in the future, um, Amber came up with all of that shit on the fly. This is not a table of rooms. This is like, this is completely 100% impromptu DM. So nothing nothing uh, was storyboarded. I will say that I planned certain themes and characters. I planned many and was seeing how many would appear, but yeah, there's no... There is a book of rooms that you can buy, but I did not have it. So, so <laughs> and there was also there was also no collaboration on our part ahead of time, other than picking right. our playbooks. Yep. So yeah. yeah, that was all live and in person. So I I would imagine then, um, aside from the variants in the possible rooms and themes that you can encounter, which you mentioned a lot of them during the disclaimer at the beginning, the content yes. disclaimer. Are the other variations in playthrough if you are loyal versus disloyal? And then if you go back to your home versus if you run off into the wilderness? And then I would imagine there's probably a one of two things if you choose to be loyal. Is that, am I along the right track with that? Yes, you are correct. There is a different set of final questions for being faithful and whether you enter the room or do not, for being disloyal and whether you go back to the town or you flee. And there are different questions if you shatter completely. Okay. I also wow. um you shatter completely. I feel like we did a pretty good job not no one shattered. I mean which, I came, almost Christian did. came I close. Was, Mother I was, I was trying to actually I was trying to animus. <laughs> Don't worry about that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have I have three. I was I the reaper, by the way. So I, I have was four. And I actually that. actually was seriously considering at the end, because my, my ability was the mistress. Uh, you know, you're the one who really control mark one ring. Mark one trauma, take the ring from your sister. Just marking it and like breaking the fucking baby's neck. <laughs> like, snap. Could have, Fatal. You could have. Yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be okay. Yeah. That's um, okay. We, we got through it. Yeah, everyone took mine. Oh. Thanks, guys. Yeah. That was good. I also, so was- I was going to say, I don't know how different it would be, but we also started off the game being loyal to Bluebird, right? So it, it also could have gone a little bit different if you yeah, I think the only one started who started the approach. was the Fatal. Yeah. Started the yeah. approach, yeah. I was iffy, but yeah. I was also iffy. Yeah. 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 When I had um done my playthrough at Gen Con with uh, Sedona Croft, who was my groundskeeper, and she was amazing, um, our table started off mostly suspicious. Um, and I asked her at the end of the session, like, oh, how often do brides go disloyal versus faithful? And she said, most brides end up faithful, actually. Really? At the disloyalty wow. rare outcome in her experience running it That's over, amazing. over which wow. surprised me too. But yeah. That's the way. And those are all tables of like three to five people yep. um, at Gen Con. They are all people, usually mostly people who don't know each other, maybe just a couple mm. friends and a couple strangers. And it, the chips happen to keep falling that way, which is interesting. <laughs> Otter Poet. First game, our bride was actually worse than Bluebeard. <laughs> Otter Poet, can I have an explanation? Because now I'm very curious. <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, no, I had a great experience. I think there were a lot of really good yeah. things that were was, mentioned there. 
Um, I'm, I'm personally happy I chose the witch. I feel the witch okay. allowed me to um, make important observations and influential decisions without relying too heavily on a specifically feminine trope, which as a man playing this game was yeah. a advantage for me. Uh, yeah, um, thanks, asshole, by the way. Because <laughs> sorry, I, sorry. Animus, when you said that you would smother the baby, I was just like, with your hands, which is the representation of the mm-hmm. Animus. Yep. I was like, yep. and the Animus yep. does it with her own two hands. Like, yep. that was yep. very, I was like, whoa, are we going here? <laughs> which was so, a huge moment, though. I mean, when you even was. Yeah. No, I, I mean, like, wow. I, I was going to yeah. say, if everyone was for it, I would have I would have given it over to the Animus, just kind of overpowered, but there was some doubt there, so. I made some choices. Yeah. No, but I'll put you back on my choice. And that's the thing that. too. This is a game oh. where there are no good choices. No, there are no Sometimes, good choices. Yeah, there are choices that you keep had, you alive said a little that. longer, but there's no yeah. good choices. You, you <laughs> had said that right away. Like you're going to find yourself in positions where there are no good choices. And, you know, in the bathroom, I'm like, shit, there are no good choices. You were right. Um, uh, it's a rough end. Also, you know, speaking as from the position of like a guy playing this game too, uh, and also playing, you know, a big stretch for me, um, it, it was hard. Uh, it was, this challenged me a lot to do this. And, uh, you know, Amber had said it's a game where, you know, it makes the players uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable a lot um, during this game. Uh, and, you know, good for you because it was great. And it's also hard to make me uncomfortable. So that was like phenomenal, Amber. Phenomenal. I have the, uh, a b- bit of story from Otter Pro in a chat. Uh, mm. We went disloyal right from the start. My witch used her move to murder one of the servants to escape, literally talked her into drowning herself. That's pretty awesome, actually. That's pretty yes, impressive. Witch, I, was really, I was willing to like, sacrifice more and just get the hell out right That's away, right. but you guys all had to be nice. Yeah. I did it ask did... how full the bathtub was. I'm just saying. Yes. Sure. Sure. I, I did contemplate putting the baby to nurse on the dying woman. I contemplated that too. And, and when people said cry for help, I was just like, I don't, I don't think I would want to put this on anyone else. Oh, mm. oh I didn't want to. Self-sacrifice. I didn't want Maude to come in or anything. Yeah. Cause that was oh, that aggressive was horror hard. with Maude, wasn't it? <laughs> it was I, I was trying to, yeah. I don't think I tried to. I yeah. don't think <laughs> I realized how bad force another person into it was going to be until Maud came in yep. and Amber's like name description looks like she could be your little sister and I'm like oh we're not doing Uh-oh. this we're not doing this we're not doing this so I almost thought and this is something that is um very personal uh with, between myself and Amber so I guess I can't really give you a disclaimer but are you okay with me sharing something that I thought of that I think would have had a personal impact for you as the gamekeeper yeah but yeah by all means so so the witch's aspect is her hair and she was asked Mm -hmm. to describe her hair. And I really, really debated of having her have very, very long uncut hair because her father really liked it that way. But recently she cut it very short Mm. uh, because that is a very, that's a personal real thing that happened to Amber. Uh, And that was something that had an an impact on her. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah. So I thought that would have been very cool, but I also didn't know I didn't want to overstep boundaries or anything. And that was like the very beginning of the game. So I didn't want to no, start that's off. Good. I, would, like a, a I would have been fine with that. Um, but thank you for thinking of it anyway. Um, I had yeah. built the, I had built the bathroom off of my own personal traumas as I'm sure some of you have noticed. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, this, uh, this, I had a really good experience running for you all. I'm glad this game went the way it did. Uh, there were, 
a couple other rooms uh, that I had in mind too, which you did not get to them as I knew you would not get to them all. Hmm. Um, Maybe as an extra content, we can discuss what you had planned. Yes. Hmm. And one of the rooms I will say, um, I took directly from Sedona Croft's room. Uh, It's her original room and I used it because it was, um, it was so intense during my playthrough at Gen Con and perhaps we'll uh, have a little discussion about that. Was that, wait, was that, a, time. was that a room that we got to? or a room That was that not a room to? that you got to. Gotcha. gotcha. Ooh, bonus content. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Sedona. And she, I asked her to, and she she gave me permission to use her room in our in our live stream, which is awesome. Um, if you ever get the chance to go to Gen Con and you see Sedona Croft as a GM for a Bluebeard's Bride table, like, cut someone for that ticket. Like, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> oh, God. We're condoning hurting people. <laughs> like not like RPGs by any yeah. means necessary. <laughs> Caress a horror also, if you have to. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. Also, Deb, thank you for joining us. Yes, this was a so much, Deb. I think Glad you did a badass job as the fucking mama bear. Yes, you, you did. Were, like, you. listen here, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you did such a good job. I was actually also very interested in playing the role of the mother because I am a father with two children and I felt that was the role that I could most relate to um, is that of a parent, not necessarily a mother, but a parent. Um, so that protective instinct and stuff is kind of something that I actually have, but Deb is our special guest. I was like, you know what? I'm going to play with you one mile and I'll let Deb play. Yeah. And Deb, oh, also fun Thank fact you. about Deb, we're playing a Curse of Strahd game and Deb is playing a literal child, like a halfling child. Oh, um, and she is, the mother of the group. She's literally like the only responsible adult, uh, and she adults. Doesn't it happen when you're the, it happens when you're the old one, Deb? That's what happens. Uh, yeah, uh, sometimes. No. But I've always been like that. One. I've been I've been playing since I was 24, and I've always I've played the clerics and the paladins and the no. Now we shouldn't do that. Uh, I'm always that person. I always have me. Sarah, uh, look into I, your future. <laughs> Um, and that's actually part of the reason when when Amber and I were first chatting about the roles, you know, she had said to all of us, you know, have a couple of options in case you, um, you know, don't, don't get your first pick. And my character type that I would always play, like, I always play is I am mom, I'm the cleric. And so my first thought, I think I said was, I can't play the virgin. That's too close to what I always play. I refuse to play the virgin. And so I looked at all of them and I said, I either want to be the animus or the witch. <laughs> And so those are the two things I came in riding on. And I, I am actually very glad I ended up with Animus. I ended up really liking her. You did a great job. I just really, really wanted that I'm glad you power. Used your face move. That's an incredibly powerful move. Um, and in our, if we do a bonus content or another, um, like aftercare re- recording or session or just a private one, I will tell you a little bit about how that was used in, um, yes. in my playthrough. <laughs> I, I was very nervous to use it. Um, it's a I very cruel move. You did, and you did a great reflective. job, Sarah. Mm, yeah, that was I'm great. Did a great briefly job. read it just so people could see it. So when one of your sisters marks trauma, explain to her how the trauma she ex- is experiencing is her fault, then ask if she believes you. Uh, which is terrifying, um, which I think, Christian, I specifically picked on you because out of this group of all the players, I know you the best. So I was like, I'm most comfortable getting away with this to Christian. Yeah. I'd be fine. I'm fine. So, I'm totally fine. I'm going to drink like a half a right now, but I'm fine. 
It's a victim blaming power move. And it's made even more impactful when you remember that it is the bride doing it to herself. Mm -hmm. Christian, you broke my heart. It was, it was, it was good. I was like, Oh, "Oh, that, that hit. Yeah, that was, that was, that was really good. I think Amber, that basically surmounted to, you didn't say no hard enough. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. You did a, you did a really, uh, just to piggyback off of that, um, Jess, and I know I mentioned this in chat. I love how when Amber asked you, how do you know um, when other people want you? Is that how it's worded specifically? Yeah, mm-hmm. that is a really Yeah, it's so fucking awful. Yeah. And Jess's answer, Jess's answer was silence. There's a long mm-hmm. silence. And I loved that because it was almost like Jess was saying that the lack of consent was consent in itself. Mm-hmm. And that was really powerful that yeah, was super powerful really was. but yeah. the other the other thing i wanted to say to you amber was you did a great job creating an atmosphere of horror um because you you really rode that line between being incredibly descriptive and vivid when you needed to but there was always there was always more you could have described but chose not to and it was that that degree of uncertainty and that unknown and like oh shit what could happen next and you didn't say that. And that's what really created that perfect atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So you did such a good job with that. Amber. So yeah, very, very happy to put that job, part Amber. of that. That was like, you set a really, really, really high bar for Rainy, who's coming back in two weeks. <laughs> to run kids, kids on, on bikes. Fuck Rainy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kids on bikes should be a nice, like, emotional, like, cool down for us. At least going to oh, be yeah. very funny and quirky and... Very not like Beard's Bride. (laughs) Um, I have a question, Amber, quickly, because the thing that, and I I assume this was intentional, but I want to confirm my suspicions. The thing that effed me up the most was in the kitchen. Would you describe the two extra long fingers? And I'm going to blanket content warning for- Oh, I know. Yeah, I know what you're thinking here. Was that for- For purging. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. I you described that. Yep. And I was like, my entire body. I was like, oh god, I, I could that. see that on you. That yeah, that's exactly just... what that I missed, was. I missed that. I'm sorry. I was dealing uh, with my children. Didn't want the, them to hear a content warning. The use the uh, reason for the two long fingers on the starving bride. Was what was it? Purging. For purging. Purging. Oh, okay. I got you. And yeah, had probably. you have eaten, she would have tried to purge you. Ooh. Oh, I just drank. I just drank. Yes. I was like, I was like, I was like, liquids that are not water are kind of a blurry line. And I you only had a little bit. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll let this go. Yeah. Um, did I uh did you did I handle that pretty well? I mean, I tried to Yeah, you did good. Yeah, you did yep. good. I was gonna I just note, Troy. Um, one of the things mm-hmm. that I noticed was just that um it was like it, there was a big struggle for you, right? To not have the body. Right. And even um, when you did have the body, you put your hair up, right? Like it was a very big struggle to mm. not be heard and not be able to take action. So I just wanted to. Yeah, I think, I think I definitely grabbed onto that trope of the hair being the thing that I had control over. And that mm. was something that was very small, but for whatever reason for the witch was very significant. So <laughs> as soon as I did gain control, I was like, now we can do this. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I guess I was more asking about when you didn't have control. Right. Yeah, like you, if that's um, something oh. you wanted to talk about. Yeah, this is just an observation. Like you, you don't have to. You kept trying to do things that involve the body when you did not have the ring. Like you would forget sure. you didn't have the ring almost and try to like move yeah. your hands or something. And that's yeah, something. Think, yeah, 
I, I was going to say, I think part of that was also, I just didn't really, I had to keep looking at the rules because I've mm, never gotcha, really played before. Yeah. Mm. I had to keep looking at maiden moves that's and fair. like I confused ring moves for maiden moves a couple of times. Mm, gotcha. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I think I kind of got around it a little bit by kind of asking for consent to do the things I wanted yeah. to do. So for example, asking Christian, to do when I was like, hey, would you be cool with wiping off the mirror and yeah. opening it to your reflection? Yeah. And you were like, yeah, do that. So realistically, like, I guess I, I didn't do that but I posed the idea. So I still had what I wanted to do be done. Um, so yeah, that was a difficult thing for me, uh, which yeah. is, it's hard to be helpless. Though. And this game makes you that way a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really does. And it's, and you know, tried, it's crazy. Yeah. I tried to play the witch too, because I want, I actually did want to be a um, backdrop in, and, and even, mm-hmm. uh, even before we played the session, I wanted to play the Viper initially, but I felt like the Viper would have a much more, um, centered role in the over sense that impact. they would be they would have the... much more over impact that's the one that your words poison the mm-hmm. um person and they die they they choke on your words because they're poison mm-hmm. so i felt like i would have been making a lot of actions that had a lot of profound impact um and i i didn't want to do that yeah um, wait so Troy, what was your aspect what was your face i was the reaper if you guys shattered i would have healed trauma oh, oh wow I, you know i saw that one troy and i i thought that you would take that because I'm like that's a Troy sort of thing it's it's funny you yeah. say that because the that Reaper's was poised to be the last part of the bride still standing it was the least yeah. interesting to me but the idea of being the last one standing was something that I did really like the yeah. possibility of I actually built mine to be the first one to crack actually the I fatal is <laughs> yeah the fatal in the and I, I even I even <laughs> messaged Amber today and I'm like oh no she thinks she can tame this guy and you know I'm just that's what I'm going for Amber's like you every role you made too which that's is true. another thing about the mechanics of this like your chances <laughs> of success like especially unmitigated success yeah. are not good like you mm-hmm. are set up to fail everything you try basically or or to succeed in a way that is still a terrible failure yeah um and, and it really does. It makes you feel very helpless, especially when you look at your moves. You have like four of them. And when you've gone online, you've failed every one. Yep. And then it something just happens to you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it was, it's an incredible, it's very, it's, the mechanics on the outside are very simple, but they are intentionally designed. They are designed with such precision, precision and such intention to put you in such specific circumstances. It's really, really brilliant. I cannot give the creators enough credit for what they have crafted here. Um, I am popping the link to Magpie Games website in the chat um, so that anyone who wants to go take a look, go support them. Um, The book itself is a piece of art, uh, literally. Uh, Physically, it is incredible. Um, Obviously, I have not looked through it and read through it in its entirety, uh, but the bits and bobs that I did see while I was flipping through it, uh, it's it's absolutely incredible. And obviously, it's very well designed and very easy to pick up on. This is not a game where you have to learn the rules. It's here's three pieces of paper for you to look at total. Have, you know, I would say have fun, but no, don't have fun. Just no, you're not going to have fun. This is not a fun game. Uh, <laughs> fun and different. depends yeah. on how you define your yeah. fun, but yeah, not yeah. fun, but enjoyable. It, yeah, it will give you an emotional response. Um, yeah. my, I'm, I was the groundskeeper, my heart was pounding literally several times. Um, and it will make you think about things, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it will keep you awake. 
Mm-hmm. And with that, we bid you good night. Uh, thank you guys so much for sitting and experiencing this with us here. Um, Deb, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yes, it's Deb, been you awesome were wonderful. To glad you. To. Thanks Deb, for rounding out our psyche. Do you, do you have anything you want to like, I'm, I'm sorry, this is on the spot. Do you have anything you want to like plug or promo? To, or I do not, no. That's fine. I'm... We will, we will speak Rainy to the curb any day to have you in yes. this place. Yes, you are always and welcome here. Somehow I doubt it. <laughs> Hopefully now you're inspired now for your own game that you might run. I hope yeah. to run this, so yeah. Yes. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching. Check out Magpie Games for Bluebeard's Bride and any other amazing things they come up with. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social medias at DMs After Dark. And if you want to reach out one-on-one, -on -one, you can reach out to us via email at dmsafterdark at gmail.com. It's 1030. I know English. Have a good night, everyone, and we will see you next time. Stay disloyal, time. everyone. Thank you, guys. Nice. Stay disloyal. Thanks, guys. Bye.